Hi, I'm Alexandra Roxo, your host of the Holy Fuck podcast. I've created this podcast because I want to explore how the mystical touches us in our everyday lives, how the sacred and profane move together like two sides of the same coin. I found that in modern spirituality, we often separate the sacred and the profane. We look at certain things as being holy and good and others as being bad. And I've actually found that the most magical part of life is finding the divinity, the healing, and the transformation in all of it. In this podcast, you can expect to hear stories from people on all sorts of walks of life. You'll hear from a doctor, a sex worker, a poet, a motivational speaker, an activist, a mother, a birth doula, and all sorts of other people who are walking on an embodied path of healing and transformation as a soul awakening this lifetime. Each one of our guests will be sharing their mystical and numinous and spiritual awakenings, how the sacred has touched their lives and the profane too, how they have explored life through sex, drugs, birthing, meditation, prayer, experiencing death and life, and all sorts of different elements that God, Goddess Divine, speaks to us through. If you found that you're also a rebel mystic who doesn't just fit into the simple ideas of good and bad, of spirituality, but sees the nuance that life has to offer us, then I hope you find a home with me here in this podcast. Enjoy. Hi, everybody. I'm back here today with another Q&A episode from a question that someone submitted to me. So the question is, what are some love and sex rituals to help me? Okay, okay, okay. How much time you got? So we're going to keep this nice and trim and slim because, well, it's a huge topic, but I do want to give just a, a few nice little pointers here. So everything in life can be ritualized. And let's break down what that means for a minute here. Okay. So routine. Routine is when you get up and you do something, you brush your teeth, you put your clothes, you check your phone, you right? Like you're just on autopilot. Routine is autopilot. Now it doesn't have to have a bad rap necessarily. Like routine can be like, okay, I have a routine before bed or in the morning. Okay. That's fine. The thing about routine is that, you know, it's just stuff that, that needs to get done. In routine, we don't experience like a ton of joy or excitement or not like, oh my gosh, it's teeth brushing time, unless you're doing it with like a three-year-old, which is super fun. But with ritual, we are still doing the same thing, repeating actions, but we are coming with presence, and we're asking for transformation through the ritual. So to keep it real simple, imagine every morning you have a ritual of lighting a candle, lighting some incense, sitting on a cushion, and picking a card from a card deck, like a tarot deck or an oracle deck. And every day you do that and you consider that space over time to be a space where you might get insights, you might get creative ideas, you might have a good cry, you might say a prayer, right? That space becomes a space that is carved out in time and in location where the ritual of your presence creates depth. 
Another place that we can explain this is with tea. So people could drink tea totally routine, unconscious, like not really thinking, looking around, you know, got checking the phone, da da da. Or there are people who drink tea as a very deep ritual. And I've sat in these spaces where people are pouring tea and it seems like, oh, this could be, you know, just no big deal. It's just tea. But it's a space where I've sat and cried and I've had visions almost like I was on mushrooms. Okay, okay. So what the fuck, right? You can have a cup of tea and it's just like, oh, I just got a bag out of the drawer and I'm heating up the hot water and I'm checking my phone. And then I go over here and I'm taking a bite of this sandwich. Or you can sit and have tea and it can be this beautiful, pristine space of awareness and presence where there's something so deep and magical in this space and it becomes a ritual that calls forth something from you emotionally or spiritually. So the same is with love and sex. So if you're asking for love and sex rituals, people are always, I think, asking for other people to tell them what to do so they can get what they want. You know, it makes sense as humans. It's like, we want to know how to get what we want fast. Like, how do we get the love that I want, the sex that I want, the money that I want, and the power that I want? If you scroll through social media and just have a little look-see, most people are selling one of those things. If they're selling something, sex, money, power, love, right? Fame and power can be kind of intertwined. And it's hard to get people to value anything else sometimes because it's like, those are things that everybody wants. Everybody wants love. Everyone wants good sex. Everyone wants money to take care of themselves. Everybody wants some sort of power so they feel good about themselves. But, you know... With a ritual for love and sex, nobody can tell you how to um, get what you want in love. Like, I don't believe that. You might disagree with me and say, no, but I bought this one love ritual and there was a, she told me what to do, step one, two, three, and I met the love of my life. Well, good for you. That's never worked for me. What's worked for me is sitting with myself and getting clear with myself about what I need. Love is a broad, broad topic, a broad, broad theme, a broad, broad field of vibratory energy. So first I would sit down and I would ask, like, what do I need in regards to love? Is it heart opening? Is it heart softening? Is it releasing the past? Is it getting out of my head? Is it believing that there's possibility and hope in love? Like, what is it that I need? Because crafting your own ritual around that is very different than just a generic love ritual. If you get a, if you just do a generic love ritual, I, I, I don't know if you're going to get the, the results that you're really seeking. But if you get specific with what you need, and you can do that by paying attention. First, look at your life. How's love showing up in your life right now? Are you feeling loved by your friends and family? Are you feeling like you're available to love? Um... How is love showing up for you now, right? And so then just noticing that and going, okay, it's maybe it's not so much. Maybe I'm kind of hard and I'm not open to it right now. And there's a beautiful song from Bjork called All is Full of Love. And she says in one point in the song, like the phone is, they're trying to call you, but your phone's off the hook. Like 
loves trying to call you, but your phone's off the hook. So that happens to a lot of us at different times in our life. Like love is trying to call us, but our phone's off the hook. We're not available for it. We keep saying to everybody, I thought I'm available. I'm available. I'm available. Your head's available, but your whole energetic being is broadcasting. No, I'm closed. I see this all the time. I've lived that. So what do I do? I do rituals around softening, around dropping into my body, around feeling my feelings, around embodying love, all different types of love, fierce love, playful love, erotic love. Again, all of those different aspects can be ritualized. So if you're a newbie to this, you know, don't get freaked out just because I'm going a little bit deeper with you, but I think you can handle it. (laughs) So feel into what aspect of loving you need support on. What aspect of loving are you closed off from? And create a ritual around that. If it's, I lost hope and love, then maybe you read a love story every day for 40 days. And at the end of the, the, the ritual of reading, you light a candle and say a prayer and blow out the candle. Maybe if you feel numb in your body, you commit to a daily ritual of breathing into your body and feeling and moving and dancing. And you say a little prayer in your heart as you're doing it. Maybe you pick one song that you learn to sing every day in honor of your beloved. Just going, I know somebody's out there for me. Every day I'm going to sing this song. If I told you how many rituals I did over the last few years to call in love or to be open to love, I mean, it was just my life. My whole bedroom was a motherfucking ritual. My bed, my sheets, the colors in my room, the art on the walls, the smells in my oil diffuser, the books by my bed. So the music, the playlists, the way you touch your body, the way you sing, the way you dance, the way you cook, the space you have in your life. You have to ask yourself those questions. And the same with sex. It's like, if I were to walk into your bedroom right now, say we're on a reality TV show, not like too hot to handle where I'm coming in to give some wisdom. Say I came into your bedroom right now and I looked around. Would I say, yes, this is so set up to be an erotic temple of love? Or would I be like, excuse me, what's with all the dirty underwear on the floor? (laughs) This harsh lighting is terrible. Like, would I, would, I, would I feel invited into erotic, yummy, juicy love with you? Or would I be like, uh, no thanks. And so looking at your environment is one way. Looking at your, the way you hold yourself, the way you care for yourself. And most of all, your internal space. Is there room in there to receive? great love or great sex. So if you're not receiving great love or great sex, then start paying attention. Make those necessary adjustments. Make your bedroom into a little bit more of a love temple. Notice, are you dressing to be a love temple? Are you feeling to be a love temple? Or are you in warrior mode? 
Are you in get shit done mode all the time? And so then your life can become a ritual of change. The way you walk, the way you talk, the way you even breathe becomes either an invitation to love or repulsion. This is something that I teach in many retreats, workshops, and my monthly membership. Because the world is constantly hardening us. Unless you live in a magical bubble, congratulations. <laughs> the amount of information, the amount of tragedy that's coming into the, our, our hearts on a daily Of course, some of us close down. Of course, some of us are busy. We can't keep our room clean. Maybe you have multiple children or multiple jobs. That's okay. I get it. I've been there. Not with the multiple children, but with the multiple jobs. But can you still carve out the time to just take one moment in the morning, put on one song while you're in the bathtub and sing it to your beloved Dress in a way that invites love. Breathe in a way that invites love. Treat your home in that way. Put some flowers around. But mainly it's an internal journey. But it is as above, so below. So I usually can can feel if the outside of you or your space, environment, business, bank account, all of that is, is a mess, is hard, there's no space, it's shut down, then usually you're shut down or there's no space for you. To receive. So receiving starts inside, feeling deeply, opening, softening, creating space, tidying up. Let all of those things be your ritual, okay? And let me know how it goes, please. And anyone else out there who's listening to this and you found this valuable, you got some wisdom, you got a little ping, a little aha, please let me know. Email me, DM me, Subscribe, write a review here. This wisdom is for you. These heart-based shares are for you, okay? Wishing you a glorious, magical, love-filled day. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. For more, 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 follow me on IG at Alexandra Roxo. And you can get on my mailing list where I send poems, practices, rituals, links to upcoming retreats and events, and all kinds of goodies. And if this podcast has touched your heart, please let us know. Please write us a review, give us a five-star rating, all that. It means a lot to myself and everyone involved. Big, big love, my darling. Have a fabulous day and see you again very soon.